I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Coming to you live, coast to coast, all over the country. Glad to be here thanking the program directors for airing the program. Thanking you for listening. That's awesome that you're listening to us, certainly. And uh, we also thank uh, TalkStreamLive.com for actually linking to some of those stations and Aftermath.fm for giving us the opportunity to be on that network and to actually have our own playground, a digital playground, Aftermath.media. Sign up today, Aftermath.media. It's a great place to go and hang out with like minds and to do research and it's like a library. It's like a playground. It's I, I just don't know how to explain it. But people who sign up, they don't regret it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we give you more than just archives. We give you more than just shows. We give you a whole library to play around in. That way, you can get your uh, you, you can get anything, any information you may need right there at aftermath.media. So, I was reading a story today, and uh, you try to interrelate. You know, the, the, you look at the entanglements that exist. And uh, most of the time on Ground Zero, we talk about these entanglements. And we've been talking about the metaverse. We've been talking about uh, the prepping of the metaverse, the eighth sphere that Rudolf Steiner talked about. Eighth sphere meaning the the pit or the area that is created within the world, but it's not, it's not in the world. It's without the world at the same time. It's kind of a infernal place of counterfeit existence where spirituality dies. And we know that meta is a word meaning death. And then we had the Travis Scott thing, which was talking about, once again, going into that portal, going in transfigured, transmogrified. Um, Many say it was a, they believe it was a, a satanic ritual. And now exorcists from the Catholic Church, demonology experts are now breaking down all of the possible demonic activity at the Travis Scott Astroworld Festival. They're saying now that nine have died. So that magic number nine is uh, now in the aftermath of last Friday's Astroworld Festival. Social media users on Twitter and TikTok shared videos and theories speculating that the concert from hell resulted from demonic activity. And so this is caught on. As I said uh, a couple days ago, we, uh, you know, the paranormal has become normal now. I mean, when the headlines talk about satanic ritual and um, the idea of see you on the other side, uh, a lot of people, you know, are freaking out over this. And in fact, I had a listener send me something I thought was very interesting. Uh, a listener said to me, he said, when I hear the word world, Clyde, I think of Astaroth. Um, and I'm like, wow, uh, Astaroth. Uh, for those of you that don't know, is in the hierarchy of demons and is the prince of accusers and inquisitors. If you look at the infernal dictionary that was written in 1818 about the demons and each demon for the names given and for the positions they have in hell, Astaroth is depicted as a nude man with feathered wings, wearing a crown, holding a serpent in one hand and riding the beast with dragon-like wings and a serpent-like tail. Now, this particular demon shares the same attributes as 
Ophiuchus. The, Ophiuchus is the serpent holder, right? Uh, the, we talked about the 13th house of the Zodiac. Now, Ophiuchus is not a demon. I mean, he's the guardian of the serpent. He, he He's there at the gate to release the serpent Leviathan. And Leviathan is supposed to come from the sky and rise from the sea, rising from the depths. And it is in the dead of winter that this serpent is seen in the sky just before Christmas. It, it, we, we enter into the house of Ophiuchus on December 21st, the first day of winter. And it, it's certainly an interesting coincidence that Astaroth is the is the rider of the dragon, the serpent, riding the serpent through the sky. And, of course, he has wings and he's a demon. Now, it's it, it, it takes thousands of years, many books, and a lot of sacred texts to continually wire the mind for this type of thing. And like I said, it's like pornography. You, 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 you see it when you see it. You know it when you see it. And a lot of people, when they think they're seeing a satanic ritual, they're seeing a satanic ritual. But what they are seeing is they're seeing the, I guess you could say, ceremonial magic, if you will. Um, and, and a lot of things that we see, entertainment and movies and things of that nature, they are ceremonial. They're, they're, it is ceremonial magic. They're, it is magic. It puts you under a spell. I mean, what what is Hollywood? But the Hollyberry, the Hollyberry, and and what did they make? The magic wands, the sorcerers. They made it out of Hollyberry. They made it out of holly oak, and so Hollywood is where the sorcerers and the magicians do their work to put you into a spell and program you. And so, thousands of years with books and sacred texts. Now it's taking just you know a few months, maybe less, with the propaganda we have now to fortify our minds with ritual and things that if you don't understand them, you look at them as being satanic. And so we see the ceremonial magic that is there to invoke or conjure gods, unknown gods, mind you, demons, angels, uh, extraterrestrials, aliens, whatever metaphor you choose to use to bring about these ultra-terrestrial or extraterrestrial beings. Now, whoever's behind it, Who's ever behind this has had sound knowledge of social engineering and a clear view of the intended goal here. Keeping a mystery is a subtle weapon and keeping a secret. That's manipulative. It's a manipulative tool to get the reptilian mind working to try and reveal or at least uncover that occult secret. And there are many people who have matured and have belief systems open to the possibility that our gods, I'm talking about gods with little G's, our gods are something more than some romanticized mythology where they appear as effeminate toga-wearing titans that lack emotion. It's more than the superheroes in tights. It's more than the terracloth robes and angels. It's more than something that would be akin to Barry Gibb looking over us as we're playing our harps. It's something more than that, right? And in the minds of the prophets, as we read the Bibles, we read other concordances, we read uh, the Apocrypha, we look at the prophets and they always spoke of something of the uh, they, they spoke of the lords of the air, the lords of the air and the lords of the sea. I mean, they weren't gods, okay? They weren't gods, but they were profane creatures that would torment mankind. Some of them, though, were parting knowledge, okay? And you can see in all of the old hieroglyphs and, and and symbolism on caves that these beings existed. And I've always thought that many of these creatures were banished, either out to space or the 
metaphorical bottomless pit. And, and then if anyone were to conjure these beasts, they would be tapping into the powers of the underworld. Thus, we see that the exorcists and the demonologists are all looking very carefully at this concert at Astral World. Um, and, and, and the connections to the beast and to the, to the, the rider and the uh, character known as Astaroth, uh, kind of a, a loose, I guess, sequitur or maybe it is a non sequitur i don't know i i'm i'm just saying that you know it's a given i mean when you look at the underworld here when you talk about the underworld it's it, there are various structures to it i mean if you want to believe in dante's inferno if you want to believe that story of hell or if you want to believe the biblical story of hell or if you want to think that hell is just a place it was made up to scare people we are known and, and science is telling us that there are multiple universes or there's multi there's the multiverse, not the metaverse, the multiverse. The metaverse is sort of a hyper real thing. The, the multiverse, however, is very real. It's the overlapping uh, the overlapping multiverse that uh, where people will tell you that there's no hell, no abyss, no gateway. But we do have places where objects kind of hold their place. They're like. Like, like non-players you know it's it's a given though that in these locales that there may be the monsters and what i mean by that is is the monsters of imagination i remember when i talked to stephen hawking and he was telling me about um heisenberg's uncertainty principle and he was telling me he said you can tell a child there's no mickey mouse but mickey mouse can show up and shake hands with a child at disneyland that child is going to think that Mickey Mouse truly shook his hand. In the ether, Mickey Mouse can appear as well, just like Santa Claus, just like Slender Man, just like any other character. As long as it's in the unconscious mind, like Jung had said, the archetypes and the dark archetypes, as long as it's buried within the body, as long as it's buried within the consciousness, it can appear. And these, and as I said, you know, a lot of these monsters come from our fairy tales, but they manifest themselves. And these tales of darkness as we know with the fairy tales we hear from, you know, Hans Christian Andersen or you hear from Brothers Grimm or some or these old, you know, fairy tales ring around the rosy being about the Black Death and things of that nature. All of these tales, all of these fairy tales, they're basically watered down over the years. You know, I mean, are you going to tell your kids that Snow White is actually a story about a prince who actually was a necrophiliac? I mean, that, that's what the story was about. It's about a prince who fell in love with a dead woman and carried her corpse in a, in a, in a glass coffin throughout the, uh, the kingdom. Okay. So when your mother or your father or you're around the campfire and you're telling yourself these stories, children will recall them, but they're seldom aware that these stories were once, you know, that these stories were actually based in occultism. It, 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 we now see them as harmless, but... You must know that they enforce timeless memes of treachery, and they remind us subliminally that there is an underworld where all things corrupt occasionally rise to the occasion and appear as reminders that there is more than just the world we see. There's an underworld or a shadow world where monsters too horrible to comprehend exist. And this is kind of the thought I've had in my mind all day because of some of the things that I've been trying to tie together and the entanglements that we have in our existence right now. So stay tuned. We'll both blow our minds together on this show tonight on Ground Zero, 503 
503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.